You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin and Tatiana Keen Jones. For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash forallnerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And what's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Four All Nerds. Show the voice of the urban geek, the podcast where we discuss geek culture from the perspective of people of color. And sitting in the captain's chair, as always, it's your boy DJ Ben Amin, aka Charlie Brownish, PS5000 Watts. Rest in peace, DJ Shrew. Blart Bent, Buzz Out Cheer, Method Mansplaining, Meek Millhouse, LeBron Shame, Stro Lakers. Toss a coin to ninja. We here. We in the spaceship. And as always, I'm joined by Tatiana King, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as Lambo Calrissian, Sean Jean, Luke Picard, Dame Diner Dash, the Ting of the North, and the Lord of Lightsabers. Mm-hmm. 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 Oop, my little pillow's falling. <laughs> oh, oh, get it together. Get it together. Shout out to Watchmen. What up, Damon Lindelof, who is doing a big event with Tanahasi Coates. Friends of the show. I-, I love how you just set this up because I was going to do this name drop, but oh. you know, you set it up perfectly with the pillow. I didn't mean to. <laughs> to everybody watching on twitch.tv slash for all nerds right now, that's twitch.tv slash for all nerds. You need to go over there because we're about to be off Twitter, off Instagram, all that stuff. But anyway, Damon Lindelof and Tanahasi Coates are doing an event together, a virtual book reading and you know, discussion of Tanahasi Coates, the water dancer which is going to take place in Greenwood at a bookstore in Greenwood. So it's oh, virtually. Wow. Yeah, but, you know, the bookstore is actually in Greenwood. Shout out mm-hmm. to this Greenwood whiskey that I'm drinking right now. Mm-hmm. Hampton, you know, y'all did something right for once. All right. The other HU. Congrats. Yep. You know, a little shout. But, yeah, Damon and Tanahasi are doing this event together, and I'm on Damon's Instagram like, yo, Damon, make sure you tell Tanahasi that you know me, at Tanahasi, you know, because I just happen to know both of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's get this show like, started. What's the point of that? Okay. <laughs> Nothing at all. But, you know, we, tell we, him I know him. You know, tell him he knows me. Yeah, let him know. Let him know. You yeah, know, yeah. Just in case you didn't know. You know, the For All Nerds do big things. We know a lot of people around here. Thank you for joining us as always. Like I said yes. before, make sure you're subscribed to twitch.tv slash For All Nerds, SoundCloud, iTunes, all those places where you can hear us. But if you want to see us, right here, twitch.tv slash nerds. And thank you to everybody out there who's joining us, who just started following us. Shout out to the Blur Girl. Hey. You know. Oh, and let me just add, there is no if you want to see us. You oh. want to see us. Facts. You, you want to see us. You probably want to see the pop smoke Ben got going on in his room. You know you want to see you know, my <laughs> outfits, all this stuff. So you want to see this. Make sure you watch it on Twitch. But yes, as Ben I mean said, shouts out to the blurred girl, Cameron Horn, because she actually has, I think it's weekly. She has a weekly show on mm-hmm. the OS underscore operating system 
account on Twitch. That's twitch.tv. Um, and she she is basically at her talk show. And first of all, it's so amazing that she has a talk show. I fucks with Karen Mahevy, i.e. the Blur Girl, or excuse me, yep. a.k.a. the Blur Girl. Fucks with her heavy. She's an amazing person. She's been with us, been down with the fan fam since the inception. Gen- really, yeah, since inception. And um, she's just cool people. And you know, obviously, she's a big geek nerd proponent. I actually call her the queen of blurdom. Um, she honestly, no one's touching when it comes to this blurred and stuff. Really, don't say that. You know, there's a lot of people out here. Look, no, there's some, there's some fire people in this space. But from me, from my perspective, me myself personally, Karen's the queen. So okay, that's what I I gotta say. But but the reason I would say you are, I am a queen. But the queen of blurdom, like I am a grand duchess of tech. True, so true, you know, I, I, I straddle different lanes and all. Because I, I, I definitely am not the king of blurdom. I'm not no, going to say that. <laughs> I don't think I'm the queen of blurdom, and I don't want that title to be honest. Yeah, but nah, you know, I, I fucks with y'all. I fucks with. Anyway, the reason why we bring her up is because on, like I said, her weekly show on Twitch, I was on it. I was on it last night. Uh, thank you so much again. Uh, to to the blur girl and also to everyone who who watched and who was there live in the room. Ben Amin was up in there. Lots mm-hmm. of people uh, was having a good time in the chat. Thank you so much for the support. If you miss it, that's okay. Like I said, you're gonna go to the OS underscore operating system account page, yep. whatever you want to call it. But you go there, you can watch the playback. Uh, Camera and I talked about uh, we talked about the iPhone. Well, really the the, the M1 chip, uh, you know, the new chip for for the Max. Uh, we did talk a little bit of iPhone, Apple stuff, Apple uh, Apple cloth talk. Uh, we talked about the boys. We mm-hmm. talked about uh, general geek shit as well. But it, it was it was a really fun conversation. I had a blast, and I really hope I get to come again onto the show very soon. But uh, yeah, so. I had a blast. So thank you again. Mm-hmm. Yes, word up. It was a beautiful time for everybody. Thank you, Blur Girl, for having us, for you know having our representative, the Grand Duchess, not the Queen of Blurdom. I'm, I'm the Grand Duchess. I'm a, you know I'm a Russian. I'm Russian. Grand Duchess Tatiana. So. There we go. There we go. Yes, yes. I'm but, a Russian. <laughs> but since <laughs> sorry, we, I'm a Russian. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't. I don't know how that works. So, uh, but, no, I just it's it's just messed up. I can't speak. But anyway, uh, yeah, it, it was big time. But 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 also as we keep saying, make sure that you are subscribed to For All Nerds, or it's not subscribe, but follow. 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 That's free. You can subscribe as well. You, you can know. if you got if you got the coin and you want to subscribe to us, we appreciate that as well because that does benefit the 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 mission and benefits the fan fam. We appreciate that. But we're on Twitch tv slash for all nerds mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know if you're on there especially i mean you won't hear this till too late but you'll still see me because i'll be on there a lot <laughs> my playstation 5 arrived yo okay well clap it up for you now here's the thing i'm conflicted because i'm ecstatic for you mm. but i'm also very tight right now because mm. i was with you when we had that very first opportunity to purchase the PS5, the, you and, were. and not the digital version, this is the full 499 version. Yep. We both, you, Ben, I mean, it was, ben, I mean, when we keep telling y'all, if y'all still trying to get a, a, a Xbox or the PS5, follow Wario64 on Twitter because yep. he got the drops immediately, or he, uh, he got the drop on everything, basically. Every place that's going to sell it, he will give you the link and you know, within, literally within seconds of it being live or available. So anyway, Ben saw Ben. I saw this tweet within within the first forty five seconds, Dead and ass. he hit me and said, "Bro, 
the PS5 available ASAP. So I said, all right, cool. So we both jumped on the site. I don't even remember what site it was. We both Sam's jumped on the Club. site. Sam's Club. Shout out to Clarissa at Sam's Club. Shout, yeah. shout out to Clarissa. You came through for me. Good looks. Yo. So we both jump on the Sam's Club site. We both had that shit in our cart. We was talking. Oh, that's what it was. We were going back. We was texting back and forth like, yo, you got it in your cart? Keep refreshing. Keep refreshing. All right. Boom. We got it in our cart. Me, myself, personally, being cheap and all this other stuff, I was like, I really don't want the hard drive version. You know, I don't want to pay the extra hundred. I'm going to get another opportunity. Start drawing on the clown face now. I'm going to get another chance. I'll be fine. And I was talking to Ben I mean about it. He was just like, I mean, do what you feel or whatever. So you know, he wasn't trying to pressure me either way. But he was just like, you know, if you want to be sure you're going to get it or what? And I just said, I don't want to pay the extra hundred. <laughs> so I, I I, bowed out gracefully and, and just left that shit sitting in my cart and, and kept it moving. Ooh. Oh. Ten, a hundred years later, I ain't got it. It's been 84 years. It's been 84 years. But Ben, I mean, he, he stuck the course. He stuck the landing. He kept it in his car. He purchased it. You know, after, after some 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 scares, there was a few scares. There was a but, few scares. I had to get on the phone. Shout out yeah. to you know, see over there, good looking once again. Like I said, yeah. because you know they came through and you know they made sure it was a week later, but it's a week later and it's now in my position. It is right here, like mm -hmm. right there. I can mm -hmm. look. Oh, look I'm, at me looking I'm at so it. Sick it's beautiful, y'all. Honestly, because Ben, I mean, posted that picture with him smiling, cheesing, <laughs> and shit like, like, and I felt. A deep love and a deep rage. Yeah, like the some of the deepest rage I've ever felt too. I because felt that. I felt that same rage last week when I saw people. You know, day of my man next door to me, next door. Shout what? out to my boy Leo, right next door to me. Is like yo, big pig. You know, my man. And he, I love Leo. You know, that is my dog. Like wow. you know, he's smiling just like me, happy, cheese, and I was like tight. Wow. So, like I said. Deepest love, that's my brother. Ben, I mean, he's my brother, but also the deepest rage because it's just like, if I just stayed the course, I would have had it in my possession today, but I also didn't want to pay the extra $100. But, so, like, I'm still with the rest of the plebes, dying, scraping for whatever I can get. I, I have 10 taps open at any given time on three different devices, constantly refreshing, constantly checking Wario's feed on Twitter, and just praying, just, I'm just praying. The next drop, I mean, by the time y'all hit this, it'll be too late for you probably, maybe. But the next drop's going to be on Walmart. And also just keep checking the PS5, uh, excuse me, the Sony, Sony directly because, you can, you know, they're also a manufacturer. Um, mm -hmm. You can check them directly and just keep refreshing and hope for the best. But, um, yeah, I'm ass out. Yep. See y'all in 2021. But if you do have one or if you're on PS4 or whatever, make sure you hit me up. DJ Ben I mean, that's my gamer tag. One word. I will be on there pretty exclusively for a while because I got Miles Morales. And that's the thing. Like, they did this funny thing with the disc version of Miles Morales where you had to get the disc version to get the remastered version of the original Spider-Man. So yeah, maybe they couldn't fit it. Maybe they couldn't fit it. It was a it was a, a capacity situation. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, then I'm buying the disc version anyway, just because you know I need. So that. the disc version because you wanted to integrate it with the the Spider Man Spider Man game. Is yes, that why you, I okay. mean also because I, I wasn't game, also so. because I wasn't taking no chances. You know that was that was the thing. I was like, that one's available. I'm clicking on it, buying it. Forty six oh, okay, seconds. Okay. Yeah, and there was you, no question. And, and you know what? And you see this this panned out well for you. You didn't take no chances. You didn't you wasn't being cheap like me. I wasn't was waiting because just... he posted a link to the other one a second later, but I wasn't going back to his page, you know. It was like I was in there checking out. 
already. Now, one thing I did get very easily was an Xbox. Nice. Mind you, I don't want it. I bought it for a friend, but um, I Wario posted that link to the Microsoft Store. I went in that bitch. I took my time. When yeah. I said I took my time, I took my time because <laughs> I had to find my friend. Be like, yo, it's available. And um, it was just sitting in my car. Just let me buy it. Like, it was nothing. And I'm like, why couldn't the, why couldn't the PS5 be like this? I was in there today because Wario once again. And once again, I just happened to look at it right when he posted it. And I had that shit in my cart, too. And I was like, ah, I don't need it. Turn Xbox. on notifications, bro. Yeah. Turn on them notifications. I don't even have it on, yo. It's just psychic. I'm just on <laughs> Wario's wavelength. I promise you. Because I, I, I didn't oh, even man. have it on either time. And today I was on there. And he was like, oh, Xbox One. And I was like, oh, word. Okay, let me just see. And I was in there like, ah. Xbox Series X. Or yeah, Series but I was X. like, yeah, the X, the X, the big the dog. X. That's but what I, was, I got. I got, I got my homie, yeah. I got my homie the um, the X. But I was like, I don't need it because I got Miles Morales on PS5. I am fucking good for the next four months. Well, <laughs> I will see y'all in four months because that's probably how long it's gonna take before I get the PS5. But uh, ouch, you know it won't I, take I, four I, months. I just don't want to set myself up like I already, I already <laughs> fucked up. I don't want to continue to set myself up thinking, oh yeah, girl, you got it. Like no, bitch, you fucked up. <laughs> Hope, you know, pray. Just pray, yo, pray. What is, what is, it, what do they say? Uh, uh, love and prayers or whatever it is. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Thank you. Thoughts and prayers. So, so, so thoughts and prayers toward me. Rest in peace, all that. Thoughts of PS5s. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, like again, I, I, I'm, I'm tight, but I'm just happy that you got. Like one of us had to get it. One yeah. of us had to get it. You know, we would not be the fall nerds if not one of us didn't have next gen. You know, and yeah. we here, we ready for the streams. You know, like I said, yeah. Twitch.tv/slash Fall Nerds. You will see Miles Morales and all his glory because I got this joint. All the new HDMI cables, everything crisp. Oh my god! Okay, he's wait. so happy. I'm but his so... setup is is fire too. Like when yes. y'all eventually will see it. He got this whole little tech station. It's it looked like the fucking replicator on Star Trek and shit. Like he got this whole situation. It, it looking lovely. It lovely. Crisp. Got my speakers. Got my turntables. Yeah. Got my computer right here. We working over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else we working with? Oh, we working something with Wonder that, Woman. Yes, I was going to say something that won't take until four months for you to see is Man. Wonder Woman dropping Yo. Christmas Day. So Patty Jenkins. Tears. Patty okay, Jenkins. Yep. Patty Jenkins. Patty! Patty Jenkins, the director. I just had to that, that Patty Pio. Patty Jenkins, the director. She posted today on the Twitters. She says, I'm going to read it. The time has come. Mm. At some point, you have to choose to share any love and joy you have to give over everything else. We mm. love our movie as we love our fans, so we truly hope that our film brings a little bit of joy and reprieve to all of you this holiday season. Thank you. Watch underscore in theaters where it was made safe, where it is made safe to do so. Parentheses, yep. check out the great work theaters have done to make it so. Mm-hmm. Close parentheses. And available in the safety of your home on HBO Max where it's not, meaning where it's not safe to go in theaters, meaning the United States of America, all 50 motherfucking states. Well, 48 contiguous states. Um, Happy holidays to all of you. We hope you enjoy our film as much as we enjoyed making it. So, Ben, I mean, and I didn't mean to bang on the table. So, Ben, I was just so excited. You telling me I could watch this on HBO Max without paying anything extra? Without paying anything The guac extra. is not extra? The guac is not extra. I, dog, like Patty! I said. Right? I just, okay. I just copped. Thank you to everybody who also um, on Twitter told me to get the OLED 
because I wasn't going to do it. I was not no, going to do it. I'm a, I'm a cheap bastard. The and deepest blacks. Yeah, I didn't understand, but I copped this deal on Vizio's on Best Vizio's Buy. Vizio's good. Yeah, Vizio's great. The ratings are, you know, I did my research. Trust that. But trust and believe I did the research before I bought it. And then, oh my God, it's so beautiful. So Wonder Woman on HBO Max, Christmas morning. I'm going to be sitting back Yo. on this beautiful-ass TV. I can see you like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be glorious. Your, your, um, your Vizio is a smart TV? It, it's all that. And I got the PS5 already linked into it. I don't even need that. My, my operating is through the PS5. I got HBO Max app already on there ready to go. <laughs> what? So that's one thing, as you say, at least I'll have that. If I can't get the PS5, at least I'll have this consolation gift because I've been... I've been looking forward to Wonder Woman. Oh my God! Right. So, so to be, and obviously I have HBO Max. So to be mm-hmm. able to watch it without having to pay, and again, I, I just, I'm presuming so because I haven't seen anything to the contrary that mm-hmm. I don't have to pay anything extra. I can Mm-mm. just watch that bitch. That's what everybody's saying so far. Word right. on the street awesome. is yeah, awesome. And, and I figured it out. I saw the Meat Mill movie. I can't remember the name of it now, but the Meat Mill joint about the bikers and oh Mall, yeah yeah yeah. How would you like it? It's solid. Solid. It's on Ooh. HBO Max. Yeah, it's solid. Meat Mill's okay, a good. I really want to see it. Yeah, Meat Mill's a good actor. There are some really, I wish they had more of it, but there is some beautiful cinematography of bike riding. Like, oh, like, like there's. Like doing the tricks and like how the camera, is the camera like doing the panning? Yeah, the, yeah, the, the camera is killing it. Yeah, like the camera's right. killing it. I mean, they're killing it all through it, but there's one sequence where they're chase, where it's a chase scene and the camera goes berserk and it's beautiful. But yeah, it's a dope movie. That's yep. what's up. So I peeped that on HBO Max. So Wonder Woman, December 25th. Beautiful. I ain't going nowhere. I'm rolling up, sitting on my couch. Uh, and I mean, I, I don't know if you want to talk about this now or later, but you we'll get to that a little later. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that a little later. You know, okay, we got okay. we we got big things big coming things. up right now. Big. big oh Lord. Yeah. So we just gonna get right to it. Yeah. Joining us after the break, we got yet another fire interview for y'all. Uh, Miss Olivia Ching. Did I get the Olivia last Chang. name? Olivia Chang. Olivia uh, Chang. Okay. Okay. You know me. Butcher names. <laughs> you know, That's joins okay. us. It's a beautiful interview. We talk about all kind of ish. Power pack. Yo, Power they pack. Went, yo, they went off. <laughs> them two, meaning Ben, I mean, and Olivia just went off with that. And I just sat there like this. That is my sister. <laughs> like, that's my sister for life. You know, we are family, you know, straight mm-hmm. up. Mm. Yeah. No, but Power Pack, I mean, obviously, big, big, big comic book talk big um life talk like really big life talk and I, I i mean really i know we say that a lot but seriously this is something you really want to listen to especially if you ever felt like you couldn't mm. go on if you ever felt like you was just at a place where you're done mm-hmm. you want to listen to this yeah champion the introverts hi i'm professor brandon obunu a scientist who studies genetics and epidemics, and when I'm not doing long division, I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey yo, this is Danny Lore, and this is Vida Ayala, and we are Twin Speaks. And when we are not writing Ironheart or James Bond, we are listening to For, For All, All Nerds. Hi, my name is Genevieve King, and I play Jackie Veda on Netflix's Lock and Key. When I'm not cooking up new recipes in my kitchen, then I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, everybody. This is Peter Ramsey. I am the director of Rise of the Guardians and one of the directors of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And I like to listen to For All Nerds with Tatiana and the great Ben Yanin. Hey, this is Hiro Karangawa, actor and playwright. And you are listening to For All Nerds All The Way. 
Hi, this is Lexi Alexander, and I'm a filmmaker and a writer. And when I'm not playing with my vintage toys and feeding myself and my dog, then I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, what's up? This is Otto Asado, and when I'm not on television and movie sets, I am listening to For All Nerds. Welcome back, fan fam. Tonight on The Spaceship, we have a very special guest. You may know her from her breakout role on Broken Trail, or you've seen her on Marco Polo as Mei Lin. If you really know your history, you might know her from her hip-hop dance group, Functified. But right now, you can catch her as Atoy on Cinemax's, HBO Cinemax's Warrior. Let's all welcome Olivia Chang to The Spaceship. Woo! Hey! I cannot believe you guys went that far back and <laughs> threw out Funkified. <laughs> Listen, we have to get to know our guests. And I mean, we, first of all, first of all, first of all, first of all. Yeah. Let's just get right <laughs> to it. This is going to be fun. Right to that all right, I can already tell. This is going to be a fun one. Gonna, all right, let's We're going to talk about Warrior. We're going to talk about your <laughs> acting life. But what the hell is Funkified? What are you, what? Okay, come on, start? the line, like. Oh my God. We, <laughs> no, I love it. No, if I, I, love if it. I have if I have to explain it, then I'm uh, then already there's a marketing problem. But <laughs> remember that line, Funkified, kick it yes. live. Yes. Right? Oh, yes. And we were yes. like, that's the name of our that's the name of our dance group. I was obsessed with learning to dance for like one year of my life. And um it was it was me and my girlfriend Adria and Lydia. We were the only Asians in this hip hop class. Um, so it was it was Edmonton. It was like like it was this really small kind of like underground scene. There were very few of us. We'd meet in these like little bars, and there'd be these ciphers happening. And I mean, when it came to DJing, you know. Um, tagging, uh, jumping into a cypher or dancing, dance mm -hmm. seemed the most likely one that I would have any <laughs> chance of success. So I focused on that. I was really, um, you know, obsessed with it for a little bit. And then, mm -hmm. and then my life kind of took a turn into acting and the dancing completely fell away because all my money and all my time and all my resources went into figuring out the art of acting. So my hip hop career never really took off, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I still have the funk with the pH belt somewhere. And oh, you had the whole belt situation. Oh, oh, you had the wardrobe. We had we had the matching belt. Did you have pants? Any airbrush? Yeah. Listen, I could pull up some. I could pull up some photos right now if I were to like share my screen. Oh God! Like you know, I don't think we have to go through that mess. But you know, I was not like listen. I I was I was okay. I was like above average at best. Um, but I would like recruit the best dancers to put on shows, so they were pro. The other two girls in my group were really good. I was all right, you know. But since I was the one who pulled the show together, like you know, yeah. 
it was, it, it, I was like so clear to that person who was all right, but since I threw the show, you had to put me in it. <laughs> that, that was that was me as 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 a hip hop hip hop dancer. So I'm I'm not pretending to be any better than I okay. was. So I mean, like you weren't like b girling doing windmills on the floor or anything. Like I that. wish I was. Okay. I could, I, could, <laughs> I could I could windmill as a gymnast on a pommel horse. Like for I think my record was like I think I made like six rotations. You know, but doing that on a floor that's hard. Yeah. See, I'm now, not sure I've ever seen a female do do it either. I've seen oh. guys do it. I've seen so many people do that. You've seen movie. girls do it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I'm glad you actually, you, you mentioned it just now. You mentioned being a gymnast. And I was just looking back at your history, and you have such an eclectic past. I mean, <laughs> I, I, guess, I, guess, I guess all actors really do when you think about it. But, I mean, c- c- let, help us connect the dots here. Like, how did you get from, you know, young Olivia Chang, I'm, I'm going to be a gymnast and, you know, I'm going to go into acting school when I'm six and, and, and hip hop functified. And now you are like this phenomenal uh, uh, character on Warrior. Like, how do, how do we get here? Start from the beginning a little bit. You know, thank you so much. And first of all, I have to say it trips me out that like my story is getting out there more and more and to see what people select and what they're finding out on, you know, the old interweb. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, like, it's, it's so weird. Cause like, this is my life and I've lived it, but looking at it from the outside in, I'm like, oh my God, I do sound like such a beautiful weirdo. And I'm kind of proud of that, that eclectic thing. Right. Um, yeah. no, you know, um, I, it's not like I was this precocious child actor. Like I, I'm the daughter of Chinese immigrants. You know, my parents would work a lot. So I was at home with my grandparents or I was babysat by my grandparents in their home. Most of my growing up, they would watch me walk to school. Um, They moved, you know, within two blocks of my school. They would walk me, they would watch me walk home. Mm -hmm. And I think like so many just parents in general, um, but I think especially, you know, immigrant parents who have been displaced by war and poverty coming to Canada where universal education and universal health care is a, 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 a birthright, you know, mm-hmm. if you're lucky enough to be born there, um, they just wanted to expose me to experiences and classes and, and things that they just, they weren't able to have as children. Mm-hmm. So they put me in a drama class, you know, to expand my mind and, and, and just, you know, they also put me in figure skating and, and, um, you know, comic book class and art classes. Um, but I was actually really, really shy in drama class. And I was just saying this in another interview that, you know, I'm so glad that my dad started this bilingual Mandarin program. So I actually grew up from kindergarten to grade six around other Chinese kids. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really important to fortify a sense of cultural identity and being around other people who you know, can look like you and affirm and reflect your cultural experience where you don't have to explain everything. Absolutely. Mm. Um, Absolutely. And, and you were, you learned Cantonese and Mandarin. Uh, no, no. So, so, so my natural language at home in my family is Cantonese. Okay. But my dad recognized that Mandarin was the, 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 the bigger language. So mm. ah, okay. he pushed for Mandarin to be learned. Mm. So I, I was actually really shy in drama class because I was like the only Asian kid in there and there was like all white kids, you know, and there's like a different energy. Like you put a bunch of Asian kids together and we're like, 
ready to learn. We're ready to listen to the teacher. That was, that was my class anyway. Like now I look at my niece and nephew and their class is crazy. I'm like, okay. You know, so my class was like very like, we all had classes, you know what I mean? Like, actually I didn't at first. I, I, I tried to mess up my eyes and my mom was like so mad because I was trying on purpose to make myself get classes. And unfortunately, yeah, yeah. And now I'm like, what was it? I think my eyes would have gone bad anyway, but I'm like, what was I doing? Like enjoy 2020 while you had it. Um, so yeah, so I went into drama class, but I wasn't, I wasn't good at it actually. Like I was too shy because I think it takes a certain safety and confidence to really express yourself fully as an actor. And I didn't have it as little six year old Olivia, who was really conscious in a class full of kids who, you know, you know, as a kid when you're different, you know, um, so how did it go from that to this? Um, I mean, sometimes it's luck. Sometimes it's, I mean, we've talked to people who were doctors and lawyers and all sorts of things, and then they became an actor. Yeah, I, I guess for me, it would have been a broadcast journalist. You yeah. know, I mean, I still pursued arts in a way. Like, like yeah. now looking back, it's so obvious that this was a calling and a passion for me because I would hand in school assignments and I would do them as short films instead of essays. I would write plays, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, this, would, I, this would be so not politically correct, but I remember casting myself as a Brazilian kid in a favela, you know, in grade eight. I don't know why we were learning about Brazil in grade eight Canadian social studies. I don't know why. I mean, that's actually not bad because at yeah. least over there, you're learning about other cultures and other, yeah. you know, nations. Yes. Yeah. Not like here where they erase our own Grade information. eight, it was like U.S. history. Yeah. Grade nine, U.S. history. Grade 10, U.S. history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I crawled out of, oh my God. I'm like, this was, this was so probably not politically right. Like, I crawled out of a box. I think I tried to do capoeira, you know. <laughs> Well, see, we'll give it, we'll give you a pass because you were a kid, so <laughs> you weren't trying to do it. Yeah, this was not yeah. like an adult thing. Yeah. No, this was me trying to do a grade eight social studies assignment and show that I understood as much as I could a different part of the world. I I am loopy from doing interviews all day, so you guys are either going to get the best stuff, <laughs> aka the stuff I regret the most coming out of my mouth because I am tired. Don't even worry. You're awesome. Like, I won't, I won't lie. I forgot about this interview. I just saw the call come in. And I'm like, oh, one more. <laughs> I didn't know if I would admit that, but here, there we go. No, that well, you we, saved the best for last then. Because, the yeah. I mean, love to hear that because like on this show, we, we talk about the real. Like, if, yes. you know, if, if you do something wild, we're going to say, hey, man. <laughs> like let, let, let's fix like what's up with that like like we're going to talk to you so thank you for telling yeah. me the truth that is okay yeah <laughs> and, and honestly you sound like i think a lot of our listeners i know i relate to it because i was the same way i was a kid who grew up acting but i was wild shy you know like insanely shy i became a dj because i didn't want to rap because i didn't want to be in the front and i couldn't dance so, there, you know, I was like, you know, I got to go to the parties, but I can't dance. So if I DJ, I don't have to dance. You know, I don't want to rap. And so it all worked out for me. But I think that's just part of being creative and stuff is like you. We think so much and we're so into our own heads, into our own worlds that it makes us where we're kind of withdrawn from nor from what 
we think of as normal people. But I think everyone is like this. They just don't want to admit it all the time. Yeah, I think this is a culture that rewards and promotes only being an extrovert. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I think actually like I'm here to champion the introverts. Mm. And I think a lot of actors are, it just artists in general are, are highly sensitive people and they have the capacity to slip into a skin. Um, and then there are, you know, and, and they can transform. And then there are, I think like legit extroverts who bring that quality to screen and are highly entertaining um, as a, as an extroverted version of their extroverted self. Um, and you know, there's, there, there, there's, there's just all, all, all kinds, all kinds, not one is not better than the other, you know? Um, but I definitely am a blend of both. Okay. Now another thing that we can all relate to on this show and me especially is that you've said that you're a Marvel comic book fan. Yeah. So how far back? I mean, I, you said, you mentioned something about art school and everything. So is it like before that or, you know, how far back, how deep are we talking right here? Yeah. I'm talking, you know? I had my own cubby hole. <laughs> hey, at the comic book store. We had like wow. one comic book store in Edmonton, Alberta. And my poor mother had to drive me and my brother there every Saturday. So we could check to see what subscriptions came in. Oh, I don't know why we didn't just call, but <laughs> we just bad. wanted to go that's hang out at the comic too. book store. Yeah. yeah. And like, I'm talking like when something would come in, they were in the plastic bags with the cardboard underneath and we would open it really carefully and we would turn the pages to keep it in mint condition. And my obsession, and I can't tell you how many awkward conversations I started at buffets at health parties because people are like, who the fuck are you? And why are we talking about this? Where I've tried to explain power pack Oh my God! Thank you. <laughs> Do you actually know it? Because can no, I tell no, from, you, from, from issue one, Bogandov. Um, uh, I have all of them. The Thanksgiving issue will will break your fucking heart, and the Fall of the Mutants issue about momentum is one of the greatest written comic books ever. Thank you. But when you know what I mean, when people don't when people don't know Power Pack, they aren't they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, and also you said it's also like I understand I sound crazy. I'm like, yeah, it's this comic book and it's about these four kids and they get these superpowers from a space horse named Whitey. Yes, name Whitey. Name yes. Whitey. Name Whitey. And he's you know, white. And he comes white down and he visits them sometimes. Point. Yeah. And this what you know, and they each have different powers. So one's like a flying rainbow. The other one's got these power balls that they shoot out of themselves. Someone turns into a cloud. It like, is the worst. It's like, like Friday. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is the. You know, that's doing a lot. Was that was that the first book you read when you first started getting into comics? No, the, I, I don't know if that was the first book. That was the first. That was the first series I collected. Olivia, uh, can so, I tell you something? Yeah. You know, you know the X Men issue where Wolverine is holding um stars. He's holding uh um not Lightspeed, uh, Energizer. He, it's a X Men Wolverine. I mean, it's an X Men issue, and he's holding her up with his claws out. And I saw that in the grocery store. And was like, what the is this shit and why is this man with claws holding this little kid i bought that x-men issue became hooked on x-men and became hooked on power pack it was a yeah. done deal 
Yeah. I used to go to comic book conventions and buy Wolverine sketches. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, you are serious. You no, know, I'm, ser- I'm serious. <laughs> like, we weren't going to pull the, 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 the geek card, but the geek or nerd card. I mean, card, you, but you, you are know serious. Power Pack, you know, yeah. like that. I know, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah that's... Like, like, like I, I, I go, like, I would go to, there was not Comic Con back nope. then but there was these like i don't know like yeah you don't want to go edmonton to yeah like a room at the edmonton <laughs> convention yep. center and there'd be tables and you know like i remember having a pair of like hulk smash um gloves mm-hmm. you know and and they were an anger management thing that my boyfriend bought for me at the time we also thought they were fun but you put them on and they're like hulk smash yep. when you yeah, hit them yeah yeah you know, so um, we Good broke fun. up, and I did not get custody <laughs> of the Hulk Smash gloves. Oh, you just That's cool. it into it. You were yeah. like, "Yeah, my boyfriend," and we're done. And- yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I never saw those gloves again, but I did. I did. I did have them. We co-owned them. Okay. Okay. No, I, I'm done, Olivia. You like I said. No, because you. When no, people he, bring you a have, power pack, on this show. Yeah, when people bring a power pack, it is like that. That just you, ha- hits you have my an ally for life. Yeah, that, I mean <laughs> like I say, that Thanksgiving issue is like it crushes me every time. Like, but tell yeah. me that 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 it also didn't go into some deep topics. Like, yes. I remember they had a special. I don't know if it was a Thanksgiving issue, but it was a special issue that talked about. Um, oh my god, this is gonna sound so dark, but it talked about incest. Yeah, where mm. they weren't. It wasn't about their superpowers. It was mm-hmm. just about them realizing that their friend in class was being abused by it was either her father or her stepfather oh my god yeah and 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 it was like their superpowers can't help her right Mm -hmm. so it was all about like what do you do when you know a friend is being hurt by someone who's supposed to take care of them and it, it was a it was a beautiful you know um and i think a really progressive um issue at the time because it's dealing with such a taboo, isolating topic and showing that these kids, even though they have these superpowers, it takes a different kind of bravery mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. deal with this kind of darkness in the world. And I still remember that issue. Yeah, no. But I was about to say, like, people don't understand. Like you said, it sounds so ridiculously goofy, but mm-hmm. it was such a goofy topic. I mean, such a goofy concept. And it just features these kids. And as a kid, I could just relate to it. And even as an adult, like, I think about when their mom got sick, when she gets injured and she's in the hospital. And when my mom was in the hospital, I just, you know, I'd flash back to those issues like, oh, you know, and it was like, yeah, no, that that book mm-hmm. was, it's something special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, they, they dealt with like homelessness through Cloak mm-hmm. and Dagger. Yep. You know, they dealt with, um, I mean, they dealt with, you know what, my, my first introduction to the Holocaust was through a special X Factor, mm. um, where I think it was, was it Jean Grey? Someone, someone visited, no, I think someone went to Jean Grey's gravestone. I, I can't remember who it was, but they ended up meeting uh, a, a Holocaust survivor. And the whole story was really her story and how she was a ballerina. Mm-hmm. And survived the Holocaust. Yeah, and it, and it, it was beautiful. It, it oh, was yeah. it was I'm dark, not, right? Yeah, like yeah. yeah, like they show that she's in this concentration camp, and this guard recognizes her as a dancer. She dances for her life. Yep. 
So then she is allowed to live, but she has to dance and she's, I mean, it, it, it gets dark. Probably a lot more than that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, but it's a story of resilience. And mm -hmm. that was actually my introduction as a, you know, this, this little Chinese kid in, 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 in Prairie Edmonton, that was my first introduction to the Holocaust. You know, like stories have such a power, I think, to transcend mm -hmm. cultural lines and, and, and create empathy. So, you know, I'm, 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 I'm all for the, the, the power that comic books and graphic novels can have. Yeah, absolutely. Man, you just dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it's just interesting to listen to this because you know, obviously, the, the the influential nature of comic books has has permeated you, your your personality, and your life. And then we just talked about how, like, you know, you were a gymnast, and then you know, you were oh yeah, we got off track. Yeah, <laughs> okay, it's okay. I mean, you all this is is cool because we're getting to know like all the different facets of you, and then this all leads up to now where you're playing Atoy on Warrior, and she is a courtesan slash madam slash badass slash real person based on a real person from the 1800s. So I'm just like, how, when this came, did this, first of all, did this come across your desk and you were like, hell yeah, I want it. Or did, did it come across no. you and they were like, hell mm. no, get it away. No, no, no. Um, uh, I heard about the project because they were casting for the male lead and I helped at least one, if not two friends put down a tape. Oh. So when I was helping a couple of my friends read for a song um, that eventually went to uh, UK actor Andrew Koji, mm -hmm. I saw like one of the audition scenes was opposite a character named Atoy. And I remember thinking, oh, I wonder if this is like supposed to be the real Atoy, but the time didn't match because the real Atoy was at her height in, I think, the 1840s, 1850s. Mm -hmm. And this warrior um, is set in 1878, four years before the Chinese Exclusion Act. So I was aware of the project and I was also going through incredible personal and professional upheaval. Mm -hmm. And I actually called my team and said, I I'm done. Like I, I, wow. I, I quit. This business isn't worth my happiness. Um, mm. It was my first year in LA and I had a really tough time, as many actors do. Um, you know, Marco Polo opened Hollywood to me, but it allowed me in the gates. It allowed me to be in the game, but there were still so many levels. There, there were no offers on silver platters mm -hmm. after Marco Polo. It was just mm -hmm. like, okay, you can come in the club now, but it's still a gladiator club, and you still got to get in there and fight. Yeah. and. And I, I was like, I don't have the energy for this. Mm. Like, I, I was just, I, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a tough business. And I think it can be really dehumanizing and take a toll on the strongest of hearts and the strongest of psyches. Mm. Um, you know, a couple that with this, you know, really um, at the time unfathomable personal situation that was unfolding. and. Um, I just, I just, I, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I just kind of stopped my life and I moved everything back to Vancouver and I just wouldn't answer my phone. And I just sat on a beach and I colored and I threw rocks into the water and I threw sticks into the water and I threw shells into the water. And I just did that for days. 
And um, yeah, and then finally, on the day that I watched a documentary that reflected what was going on for me personally, and and again, it's the power of story, right? Like when you see a story that reflects a situation you're going in and they're able to name it in a way that you can't because you're processing such big feelings. Yep. It's what made me go, oh my God, like this situation is actually that fucked up that someone else who went through something similar made a documentary. <laughs> about this kind of thing and that day i remember finally being able to say to myself i'm not okay and i think i need help and, and that was the day that warrior called seriously wow. that was the day that my agent she'd been leaving me texts like i don't mean to intrude you just sounded so despondent. I just want to know, are you okay? And I love my agent, Elena Kirshner. She's been my agent from the beginning mm. and she's proven on so many occasions that she cares more about me as a person than a paycheck. And this was one of those times. Mm. And she, she had been checking in on me and I'd been not answering her. But on this day she said, look, I, 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 I know you said you're done, but this show is asking for you. And I just want to present the information because it would be irresponsible of me not to present the information. And because it coincided with this day that I finally had this epiphany, and I'm talking like I, for the first time, was breaking out in like eczema and my sleep, like just so many things were just um, like so many indications that I was not okay. And I finally called her back. And you, you know when you're trying not to cry and like your voice has that, like the more you try not to cry, the more you could hear it in someone's yeah. voice. I, I yeah. sounded like that. And I was just like, I got to tell you what's going on. And, and I, and I, and I told her and I said, I don't know if I don't want to take this part because I truly am done with acting or if I don't want to take this part because I don't like the part, but I'm scared that if the dust settles for me two days, two weeks, two months, two years from now, what if I said no because of what this situation is doing to me? Because in that case, it'll have taken and robbed even more mm. of my life from me. And I, 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 I don't know how to make a decision right now from this place. So that's actually what was going on at the time why I was hesitant to get back into warrior because like I could barely, I could barely, it took me 20 minutes to choose socks, you know, let yeah. alone play a baller. And also, mm -hmm. you know, as, um, as, as, a, as a, you know, I'm Asian Canadian, um, but, uh, you know, a lot of things I deal with are very similar to Asian Americans, very similar to so many women of color who I feel like, you know, we, I'll, I'll speak to my experience in, in, in my community, and I think there's something universal in it. But Asian women, because of our true and horrible history of being introduced to North America as um, um, sex slaves and as the first human trafficking, some of the first, I think, international human trafficking um, victims, um, you know, we, 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 we carry this, the burden of this stereotype um, of 
being prostitutes and being hypersexualized um, by the white male narrative. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that Atoy, even though she was based on the real Atoy, you know, like we can't run from our history either. Neither mm-hmm. do I want to shy away from playing women who had to endure these times and endure these realities. I felt that sort of resistance to taking on a role like this um, because it, 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 it hits such a, uh, a personal and I know a collective um, um, uh, point of pain for, mm. for, for women in my community. Mm. Um, I get it. So, you know, it, I, I wasn't like, yeah, give it to me. I was like, I don't know, but there's, I, I, I don't really know how to make this decision. So just let me explore it step by step. And that, led me to putting a tape together and getting a call back and flying myself to, you know, Santa Monica. And, you know, a, a really good friend came with me to support me because she knew I was not in a good place. And she came with me to the HBO offices. And that's my, that's my girlfriend, Tian Marie Smith, you know, and um, it just, you know, I, I walked into that audition room and like, you're not going to be like, I'm going through something really bad guys, you know, like you got to walk in and be professional. And it's like, you know, my hands were shaking and LA was, I I felt like I had this like PTSD around LA. So like fly back in, you know, and like in the middle of all that. Yeah. Yeah. I was, it was, I was like, this is either going to be so healing for me to face my demons or this is really going to destroy my confidence even further, you know, like depending how this goes. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how, that's how warrior came to be for me. Well, you know, and, and, and that's okay. And that's actually really interesting. You know, we hear many different ways how people get into it. Sometimes they slip and fall into a role kind of quite literally. Sometimes it's something that they vie for and, and, you know, try over and over again. And then for this to be for you, like you quit, you quit and you like, I'm not doing this to myself. Like, but, but to, for that revelation to come for you and then for the universe to respond and say, Hey, you might want to jump on this. That's incredible. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of been a theme, um, more than once in my life, you know, like broken trail. I, I, acting was not a real option. And I remember at this point I was, you know, I was doing really well in media. Like I, 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 Everything I thought I wanted to do and everything I thought that would take me a lifetime, I, I, I had done in four years. And I was like, now what is this, you know, is this, so I was feeling a little lost, even though on paper, my life was great, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was one of the youngest television journalists for the Global News Network. I, you know, I was, I was writing and published nationally. Like I was doing really well. It was kind of crazy to walk away. Um, but when broken trail came, it was like this same, you know, I would call in sick every Wednesday and be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, I'd been an extra at this point, but I'd never had the opportunity to be in a role and I was fighting my way. I had to drive three hours to the audition. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I was like, fighting myself like you're an idiot what if someone sees you what if someone recognizes you what if someone calls your boss and says she's not sick she's at this gas station driving 
on her way to like Calgary to like chase some other dream. She, she's not committed to, 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 to your newsroom. Yeah. You know, and then I would step in the room and I would just have so much fun for five minutes, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I would go in every week and they, there were five girls that were casting her and every week they would cast someone else and I'd be like, Aw. and then they would call me back and I would go through the whole process every Wednesday, like clockwork. It was always a Wednesday. And I was like, this is going to look so shady. I'm calling in sick every Wednesday. Are they noticing this, you know? And then when I got it, I was like punching walls doing my, because I was fighting so hard because it was almost like, I think sometimes it's scary when, uh, you know, is that Marion Williamson saying that like, what, what is it? Oh God, now I pulled it up and I can't. But it's something about, it's, it, the, 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 I'm totally butchering it, but the idea is, is that it's not, um, our failures that we're most scared of. It's the fact that we actually can succeed. Yeah. Like our greatest fear is not that we are unworthy or something, mm -hmm. it, but it's that we are powerful beyond measure. Beyond measure. Yeah. 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 I know you're you know? talking about. Yeah. 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 And I'm not being like, I was so powerful beyond measure. And I clearly, <laughs> like, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that like, here was this gift, this lightning in a bottle opportunity to work with Robert Duvall and like, mm -hmm. Walter Hill and Thomas Hayden Church and I was freaking mm. out because I think something in me was like, you can't be who you really truly are. You have to be who you're supposed to be and who you should be. Like there's, there, you know, who yeah. you think you should be and who you really are are two different yeah. um, things. Yeah. So, you know, I think that was another time in my life where the universe kind of intervened and God was like, hey, say no to that. Okay. You and, you're speaking so much truth right now, so like much truth. yeah, just and I I think one thing that people don't understand that you've spoken on is like the fact that when you achieve your dreams, sometimes, especially in this business, people don't understand what that means, you know, and how there's never like someone just walking up and being like, "You made it," you know, and everything. Because I've I experienced the same thing, and I tell people that first year in LA is a it's a killer. It'll it'll kill you. Like the first year I was there, I was like, Ugh. and I had to come back to New York after a while to just even get right because LA is a weird place and it's a weird industry, and it's weird selling creativity. I think mm. people don't understand that. You know, that's a very weird that most jobs or most professions don't do. Yeah, and the thing too is when you're an artist, so much of your creativity is a reflection and an expression of yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's it can be hard to separate a rejection of a product yep. with a rejection of who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's that's tough. And you come to LA, and at least my experience was you everybody's nice because everyone doesn't want to um <laughs> you know, maybe you can do something for them and maybe you're that gatekeeper to the next thing. So when they say they want to have lunch, I think they mean it in a moment. And then it's mm -hmm. like, you follow up and they're like, who, yep. you, you know, cause they've said that to like 15 people that day. So, mm -hmm. um, and, and you know, I've never, I'm so glad that I cut my teeth in Vancouver in a really mm -hmm. healthy, supportive, small, acting community where you know you can't have ego it's too it's too small we have five casting directors in vancouver no i think we have eight now so you know it's too small to like game each other if you even have that you know if, 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 if you have that ego and you're doing that in vancouver it's gonna get around real fast you know whereas in la i found that 
I don't think people meant to. I just think that the city kind of breeds that competitiveness and that scarcity mentality. So, you know, like I am used to meeting, especially if they're Asian artists, I just automatically assume we're going to like each other and get along and have more in common and have a camaraderie. And I mean, I guess it speaks to how big the Asian diaspora is. Cause when I went to LA, I met a lot of Asians that I don't like. <laughs> and that was a first where I was like, <laughs> that's the way you just said it though. I'm sorry. I laugh because you're like, it's so amazing. You know, cause so usually honest. I'm like, Hey, what's it like? What's, what's up? Yeah. Where are you from? And like, how, how, blah, blah. you know, like you, yeah. you get along and it's like, it's like, Hey, like someone else who, you know, like you, you, you understand how hard it is. And yeah. in LA, I was like, I don't like you. <laughs> You're superficial. You're clearly trying to use me You're or you don't think I'm worth your time mm. and you devalue me because I'm not where you're at. So you're being kind of a That's my problem with LA. Yes. That's my 100%. My first, last, and always problem with that place. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have used that. <laughs> you know? That's okay. That's okay. We have a, a, an amazing editor that will make that nice and pretty. Like, yeah. <laughs> that? Can we just, oh, I yes. think it'll be funnier. I think it'll be funnier if it's just like, you're being kind of a. <laughs> can, we, can we let people's imaginations fill in what that word was? I think it'll be Absolutely. funnier. Every okay. time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, you know, when as you were talking and, and, and talking about your process or the process you went through to get this role, um, it just reminded me of of something about and, and the fact that you just kept going at it, like regardless of any sense of rejection, you just kept going at it. So it seems to me that you also agree with the phrase fake it until you make it because um, I know with 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 Warrior, you have to do a lot of fight scenes. The fight scenes are no joke. But did you? quite have any martial arts prowess nope. to get the kids? <laughs> did, you, did you fake nope. it a little bit? Yup. <laughs> so wait, wait. When we talk about faking, here's the thing. How do you fake martial arts, having martial arts background? Like, well, here, here's the thing. Like, I am so happy to, like, you know, it's like, sometimes, like, there, I'm not going to name names, but sometimes I hear actors who are like, yeah, do my own stunts. I'm like, man, <sighs> yeah, okay, sorry. I know you're a stunt double. <laughs> Yeah. yeah you know it's like yeah. it's like it's like come on like give credit where credit's due you might have done like a lot of your fight and you sure sell your hero shots but come on every actor every actor who does stunts um except i don't i don't know tom cruise he he sells that illusion so well i i, I something's you know, wrong with that man right but i guarantee you he's got a stunt double who's who's mm -hmm. who's working with him Mm -hmm. to teach him those sequences we yes. all have stunt doubles it, it they are there in case something goes wrong in case um we get tired in case we get injured so you know i have had incredible stunt doubles help to sell me because there have been times on marco polo where you know um like in season two i was so sick during my first stunt scene with Michelle Yeoh, where yeah. we fight, like she's the handmaiden. And, and I'm like, like, first of all, you know, that sucks to be sick on your first day fighting Michelle Yeoh. Yo, out of all people, <laughs> right? I really love Michelle Yeoh. I, 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 I really think I blew my chance to be friends with her because I could not relax. I was like, Michelle Yeoh is on set. And I would just like, 
get very formal and polite because I just, I, I, I just, you know, I, and she was so lovely. She was so lovely. It's just sometimes you meet your idols and they are, they are like not cool human beings. And so I was like so scared that something would wreck that, you know, that, 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 um, that image you have that, that, yeah, yeah. like, you know, you, you, I'm just, I am so happy for her that the world on a larger scale is discovering the awesomeness of Michelle Yeoh because she's amazing and she was so generous on set. Um, but yeah, the day that we fought, they actually had to build a bed for me off set because I was running a 104 degree temperature. Holy crap. And I could barely stand. And I remember when they pulled me in, I was so, like my movements were so just, like I was sick and they were like, you got to sell it. Like, and and I, I, I remember I just wanted to cry. Like I was like, but you know, like the show must go on and, um, and I did what I could, but yeah, they, they, they had to throw my stunt double in because unless you could see my face, you know, there was no point in like, you know, pushing sick girl, you know, <laughs> like prodding her off her bed in the corner to, you know, attempt more. So, um, I, I think how you fake it in movie world is they kind of dump you in and they just start trying to get you to choreo as quickly as possible. There's no time for foundation. Um, at least not in my experiences. Like maybe one day if I get to be like number one in a big stunt movie and there's all this prep time, maybe I'll get six months of training before I go in. But in this case, I was lucky to get eight weeks before I even did the um, naked the, the the naked fight scene that that kicked things off in season one of Marco yeah. Polo. Um, but uh, the, the the big thing that saved me was the fact that I have the background as a gymnast. Yeah, I was going to say, and, and remember, I said all these little facets of you growing up, like they all will pour into, you know, who you are today. Oh, totally. I mean, it was kind of hilarious because the stunt coordinator, Brett Chan, who has become like a good friend, but I laugh now thinking about what, sorry, you know, like what a, what a sorry state he, he had when the Marco Polo leads showed up. It was like, I hadn't owned exercise clothes for so long. I, I'd like, I'd like gone to Walmart and like, you know, bought some like tank tops and, and, you know, Lorenzo was like Italian and like, you know, always was rolling, you know, cigarettes for himself every 20 minutes. And, you know, and like Remy, he is like, he's so artistic and so soulful, but like none of us had the fight experience for a show like this. I think Uli, yeah. you know, was like the best of the lot because he's like very fit and athletic, but even he had a ways to go, you know? So mm -hmm. yeah, he, 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 we had a lot of shaping up to do. <laughs> well, between you and the stunt doubles, it is working out because the action no. scenes are super lit. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. No, it really is just, it's an incredible series. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, one other question we had is, you're, with Warrior also honoring the life and legacy of Bruce Lee, who means so much to so many, I mean, we're talking generations now of people. Yeah. So what does it mean to you to help carry on his legacy? It's, it's, I don't even know if words can properly express the impact. And I feel like it's been a bit of a slow burn mm. because Bruce Lee for me is a cultural icon akin to Elvis, Marilyn Monroe. Mm -hmm. um, you know, these legends that, 
transcend time and transcend culture where, you know, I think a lot of people don't think of Bruce Lee as a Chinese guy. He's just Bruce Lee. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I obviously knew him as an icon. I always wanted that cool shirt of him DJing. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was really Warrior that really started to transport me into his world. And I think for me, you know, because of what I was going through at the time, um, I remember listening to a Bruce Lee podcast around that time. And I can't remember if it was in prep for the audition or maybe after I'd gotten the part, but I just remember hearing about his philosophy and, and Shannon Lee was breaking down a part of his philosophy and telling the story of what it took her to get the life rights of her father back from the corporation who mm-hmm. bought his legacy from her mother, you know, shortly after his death and as a widow. I mean, no one knew that he would become this global icon. And hearing her story and hearing her break down Bruce Lee's philosophies, that's really, I think, where Bruce Lee has impacted me so much because I admire the physicality. Um, and, um, I, I, I admire, um, see, I I don't even feel like words can properly capture it. Like it's a trip, you know, I'm, I'm coming out on the Bruce Lee podcast and I I can't believe that I've come full circle where I, I listened to the podcast and, and it was like a soothing bomb to my soul Mm. at the time. And I would not have had the warrior experience if not for Bruce Lee's vision. Mm-hmm. Um, today I, I'm on set now here in Toronto and I, I just added some things to my desk back there. There's a walk on pin. You know, I, I got these gifts from the Bruce Lee family company because it's actually Bruce Lee's birthday month. Mm. It would have been his 80th birthday, November 27th. So I think as a thank you for being on the podcast, they sent me like, a t-shirt, a beanie, all these Bruce Lee things. And, 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 and Shannon's new book, Be Water, My Friend, they, you know, she signed a copy and sent it. And like, I can't believe that, you know, I am part of this legacy in a, in a major way. A huge way. It, it, it trips me out. And, and in a way that's being well-received by critics, being well-received by audiences. I mean, People really love the story. And again, this this legacy that you're helping to to flesh out, it's it's beautiful. And you know, it makes me think what what kind of legacy do you personally want to leave? Ooh, so many big questions today in, in all these interviews. Um, a lot of questions about legacy. I don't know if everyone's on the same yeah. brainwave or if it's a post-election thing. It's it's a listen. Can we just can we just mark that for a second? <laughs> Can we just take a moment and, you know, and I don't mean to alienate any of your listeners. Oh, we, oh no, we are. do. Oh, no. We oh, do. really? Okay. Yeah, it's no, four no, fucking listen, years I, of that sh- Yeah. yeah. No, true, 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 true. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just taking a heart what, what pre- President Biden said um, when in his speech on Saturday, and I was mm-hmm. watching with um, a black American friend, so it was, it was hilarious. She's like, I'm so sorry. I keep yelling at the TV. I'm like, I am highly enjoying this, and it's very educating. Um, <laughs> But, um, you know, I, I, I appreciate that he said, you know, we've got to 
stop attacking each other. And, you know, politics was always something that's meant for disagreement, but not attacks on each other's personhood. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. That's, uh, I, that's what I got out of it. I can't remember if that was like an exact, it's not an exact quote or anything. Um, so I'm trying to be careful of not creating more us against them division. Mm-hmm. Um, but Biden Harris. Oh my God. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Canadian. And I'm like, thank God. We are, we are your neighbors to the north, but I, I cannot tell I cannot tell you like America is such a beacon of light and hope for us. And these last four years have been like what is happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're right there. If something goes down here, you're probably Canada's first to get it. So yeah. it's interesting watching our prime minister like, you know, he's taking the safest route possible. And he's like, like, <laughs> and then he answers with an answer that does not answer the question because yep. he, you know like he's and, trying and to I, skirt around and, and walk yeah, because, yeah because yeah, that's yeah, his yeah. strategy right yeah like, that's yeah. been his strategy fair enough i mean so we, yeah, no. anyway i'm sorry i i, I digress I no it's not oh, legacy legacy i would say maybe it's the post-election thing where where, where, because uh, I've noticed all day today, all the interviewers are asking about legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what is the legacy I want to leave behind? <sighs> it's a deep question. I mean, yeah, or yeah, and if it, if and if that, like, I know that that takes some time to to kind of simmer on, but like, you know, or or even on a lighter note, like, what do you want people to 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 remember you for? Uh, I mean, as an actor, look, you said something earlier about like getting to know facets of me. Yeah. I would, I would, I would be so honored if, you know, after my death that I don't, you know, people look back and when they track through the years of my life that, that they see a a full picture of you know, someone who was an artist who left behind, hopefully, uh, performances that have a timeless quality. Mm. Like, you know how you watch, like, Harry Belafonte and it's just like, oh, my God, like, it's black and white, but his charisma and his truth and his artistry just still just, like, move through the screen like that kind of timelessness you know and 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 i'm not saying i'm there yet i don't know i leave that for people to judge who are watching Mm -hmm. but that they can appreciate like i hope part of my legacy is work that moves people work that they um are interested in tracking the growth of me as an artist i hope as a human being they look back on you know my journey as um in, in service of humankind um as an activist like that's something that's really new for me i, w- I would say mm-hmm. um and i'm still kind of stumbling through it and learning um but i think that's a big part of the legacy i want to leave that i, w- I want to leave this world a better place um and you know someone asked me earlier what i was most proud of and and I said, you know, I, I think it's teaching my family to hug mm. and teaching my family to say, I love you, you know, because that was not something that we 
that I grew up with, and that's obviously something that, therefore, I don't think my parents, you know, were, were, were given as children. It's a very cultural thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and my Chinese name has a connotation of breaking links. And, you know, the, 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 the story goes that my, my mom actually named me Jiang Sito. Um, and she took me to like a psychic or something. And, and the, the woman was like, no, you, you got to change your name. This girl's going to break links. Like this girl's mm-hmm. going to break, like, 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 like break some stuff open. So they actually changed my name to, um, Jiang Kai Wai. And the Kai kind of means like opening. Oh. Um, so, you know, I, I hope, I hope, I don't know what my legacy will open. Um, you know, interpersonally, I, I, I hope that I leave behind people who, whose lives were better for knowing me, you know, and on a wider scale for people who um, may hear of me through the grapevine or through my work or find me through some sort of like public facade channel mm-hmm. um, that, I don't know, hopefully something I said or something I did inspires them to go after whatever their version of living outside the box and living outside the lines means to them. That's amazing. Thank you. Well said. All right, Olivia, you have survived the For All Nerds interview segment. But before you you go, we have our BRAP segment, our rapid fire question. (gasps) Let's do it. All right. Oh, she's ready. I like that. I'm ready. It's either excitement or fear every time. No, let's go. Let's go. All right. The Falcon or War Machine? Uh, The Falcon or War Machine? Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, The Falcon or War Machine? Yeah, we're we're doing a little bit of comics in here. Oh, God, I don't fully know the references. I'm sorry. You know, uh, Anthony Mackie or um, Don Cheadle. (laughs) Don't say Anthony Mackie, though. Don't say him. Yeah. No, why don't you choose one of your uh, one of your comics that you both were were, were crazy? Okay, crazy. wait, wait. Now that I've got that, yeah. oh, see, that's a tough one. Yeah. Because because Anthony Mackie is like, I mean, he's he he's 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 got strut, and he's got like that energy of like let's go, and like Don Cheadle, he's he's got that like wisdom. You know, he's got that gravitas. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to choose experience over spunk in this case. So that's War Machine winning then. Okay. I'll take War Machine. Okay. All right. Um, the Wire or Breaking Bad? Ooh, I got to go with The Wire. Okay. Do, do I explain why? I don't know how. I don't know how detailed these answers should be for Rapid Fire. I think, I think The Wire is a, you know, we get it. It's the greatest show of all time. <laughs> um... <laughs> Which is who is your favorite member of Power Pack? There it is. Oh man, um, Katie, when she's a rainbow. Oh. Because they switch powers at some point. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. Katie, when she's a rainbow. Okay. Very specific. I like that. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, I hope you're a horror fan. Mike, Mike Myers, Freddie, or Jason. Mike Myers, was he both? Or are you saying like if he were to play Freddie or Jason? No. So out of the yeah. three, yeah. So out of the three, who do you like the best or who do you think like wins? So Mike Myers, Freddie, or Jason? 
oh my God, what is, what is the bar for winning? Like who freaks you out the most? That's sure. kind of yeah. yeah. weird that yeah. Mike Myers is in there with Freddie or Jason. I mean, look. No, no, Michael about, Myers. Oh, see, oh God. Uh, I'm thinking oh. of the Canadian comedian. No, not him. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm failing at round robin. For someone who is oh, so excited. so good I am, though. That is so fire. I'm like, I'm like Austin Powers? No, not Austin Powers. You are the first person to do that, but I love you for that. No, Michael Myers <laughs> in the mask. <laughs> that, 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 from the Halloween. One that was, from Halloween. Yeah, that was oh. driving around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my God. That's I gotta... that, that is history. That's four on Earth's history right there. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that's a really odd combo. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what I was no, it's okay. Uh, I, ooh. Yeah, uh, hockey mask guy was, well, yeah. <laughs> Hockey mask guy was freaky, but I gotta go with Freddy Krueger. Like that—that yeah, that was yeah, that yeah. was stuff of nightmares. Yeah, always. Uh, Superman or Batman? Oh, Superman. He's a southern. He's like he's like a midwestern gentleman, and mm -hmm. and Batman's a little dark. Yes. I was thinking of that question in terms of who do I want to date. <laughs> Understandable. Hey, you can answer in any context. We will yeah. take it. Um. If you could play a Marvel character in a movie, who would you like to play? Well, in a way, I kind of felt for a while limited to Jubilee because I was like, what other Asian Marvel character is there? Um, but if we're not worried about that, we're not. I would want to be Phoenix because mm. as a kid, she got telekinesis and she turns into a giant firebird that can fly into space. Yeah. That's a, that's a great one. Great yeah. answer. Yes. And you just answered this one, but you'll probably have a different answer. But who is your, this was my answer for that one. Who was your first geek crush? Because mine oh, was definitely God. Phoenix. Yeah. I don't even want to answer this because. Oh, we got to. It can't be embarrassing. We mine was is... Dark Phoenix from comic books. You know, it's like. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, let's see. Okay, because my I my geek crush is actually a real person that I met, and it was a disaster. And I'm not gonna go into that because I might have to work with him one day, and uh, <laughs> we just don't need to make that more awkward. Um. <laughs> So let's see. Uh, my first geek crush in terms of comic books. Oh, okay. This is gonna be super geeky. It's too perfect for the show. Astro Boy. Wow. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. It that's is. Not, that's not embarrassing. That's cute. But that's not the one she met, you know. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no. When when well, because I was thinking like real mm -hmm. person, and yep. he's like. He he he's made his career kind of playing a geek, so that's why I was thinking mm. geek crush. But when you framed yeah. it, I'm like, oh, that was Astro Boy. Aww, yeah, oh, that's awesome. I think that's the first Astro Boy for that answer too. And that's that great. is definitely. How's yeah. that song go? He is brave and gentle and strong. Da na 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 na. -na. You really have a type, you know. I see. It's right. like, yeah, brave, gentle, and strong. You know, Superman, Astro Boy. Like the this gentleman. is this is consistent. Hey, what's that song? The Shy Guy song. I don't. What was that? I, I oh, can't you sing. talk about that? It was on the Bad Boy. Oh, Lord, Lord of Mercy. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> mercy, mercy, mercy. Right. I know that song. You got okay. me. Yeah. You know that song, but I'm gonna. I know. I know. I know. I know when I hear it. Yeah. yeah. This is Shy Guy. All right. Okay, Star Wars, Star Wars or Star Trek? 
Oh, man. Come on. Got to pick. Um, damn it. Okay. Let me think this one through. Star Trek influenced me first. I actually have Spock ears. Look at that. You see that? Wow. Uh, did you know people get operations yep. to get elf yes. ears now? Yeah. Yes. These are natural. Okay. I just want to say these are natural. <laughs> my brother actually, my brother told me when I was four years old that my father was Spock and that he was coming for me that night to beam me up into Star Star what? Starship Enterprise, and I was so upset because what? I was like, I don't want to go with Spock. I want to stay here. I think oh that's when God. the bedwetting started. Oh. oh my goodness! We have a lot of um, uh, same early things. My sister once told me I was I was Cuban, and they picked me up um, when they went to get a hoagie. She just yeah, said, like, in Florida, because my my grand my grand our, my grandparents were from Florida, so we go to Florida. And so one time we we're in Florida, and my sister was like, "When we were down here one time, we picked you up on the corner uh, when we went and got a hoagie." Because I have really curly hair when I don't have locks. It's super curly, and it didn't look like anybody in my family. So as a kid... Why sister do you like that? Yo, that's, you know, that's how <laughs> she's big sister... She's an older sister? That's a big sister. That's yeah, that's a do. big sister move. That's evil. such a big sister. Just horribly evil. And she listens to the show, so yes, I said it. Oh, I mean, she'd be like, yeah, I did it too. She don't care. Yeah, she'd be like, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you little Cuban-looking boy. Oh, siblings. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. Oh, siblings. So yeah, cool. oh right. So Star Trek or Star Wars. Yep. Uh um I love oh man. You know what? I feel like I should say Star Trek because of how much of it I watched growing up, but I go with Star Wars. That's fair. We know. We're here. We are here. We we get it. Even We're though, here. even though um uh oh my god, the guy the uh the actor John Boyega. Yeah, I, I've been meaning to read his interview on with GQ. I mm. think because I'm just saying, like, if there are problems with that franchise around racial diversity and not just trotting people out to be tokens, mm -hmm. that 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 you know, that's, I think that's yeah. an important thing to note. Executives mm -hmm. behind Star Wars. Right. Mm -hmm. Because Trek, I will give it to Trek. They have always been very consistent in not trotting people out. Yeah. And giving them, like, storylines. Yes. Like, yes. for real storylines. Yeah. Okay. Comic books or hip-hop, one got to go. Which do you choose? Oh, really? Yeah. Really? So is it Power Pack or is it Functified? What's happening here? Which one are you choosing? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. I'm, uh, there is no easy, this is like Sophie's choice. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's not to, not to take away from that's, you know, uh, the true horrors of a Holocaust. I yeah. just, I'm saying it's, uh, hmm, uh, comic books or hip hop. I gotta say, I'm going to shoot hip hop. Mm. That wasn't easy. It's you can tell. That, yeah, <laughs> you were, you were I, struggling with that one. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, 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 I just, I just think for the good of the world, I like hip hop was given so much. I just think comic books cross so many stories mm -hmm. and genres. 
That was not an easy one. You guys are sadists. <laughs> I still don't have gonna, an answer for that one. You're going to go to sleep. You don't wake up in the middle of the night like, I shouldn't have said that. You're going to yeah. watch, 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 watch. We get like hate mail, yeah. you know? <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. Every, every, you're good. You're good. Yep. All right. And finally, if you can have any one superpower, what would it be? Um... I think telekinesis mm. because I don't want to be a telepath. That's too much pressure. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so I, I, it's, 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 it's too tempting to manipulate people. Um, I don't really know if I want to hear what, you know, to turn off that noise. Like I like quiet. And if you can't yeah. control that, um, I mean, if you can't control telekinesis, there's real problems there too. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think to be able to, move objects with your mind telekinesis that's, that's your jam okay yeah mm. dope all right well you have survived the brap segment you survived the for all nerd show please let the internets out there know where they can find you at uh on instagram i am at that olivia chang um and the same handle on twitter um I won't even mention Facebook because I'm not on there yeah. very much anymore. Damn. I should probably kill that account. Yeah, just yeah. shut it down. Please. And the whole stop hate <laughs> for profit. I'm just shouting out to that movement because that's a problem. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Twitter and Instagram. All righty. Well, thank you very much so much for joining us. And Internet's we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. <laughs> I'm Professor Brandon Obunu. This is Danny Lore. And this is Vida Ayala. My name's Genevieve King. This is Peter Ramsey. This is Kiro Karangawa. This is Lexi Alexander. This is Otto Asado. And you are listening to... I am listening to... I am listening to... I like to listen to... I'm listening to... I'm listening to... We are listening to... For All Nerds. Thank you again so much to Olivia Chang. I told y'all she mm. killed it. And and and, thank, and she already posted on Twitter. She said normally she's very polished and all of that stuff, but she just she just threw it all out the window. No, what you did was you gave us the real, and we appreciate mm. you. We love you for that. Thank you so much. And we really hope everyone enjoyed that interview. I know they did. It's not something you got to hope about because that joint is pure fire. We, this is the facts. These you know, are the facts. Come you know. on, bitch. So sometimes you sometimes you try to let them know like you know it ain't like you know we, we know what we do is very you know we work hard you know what i mean we work hard to bring this energy to y'all yeah, you know we week after week half-ass shit yo and we don't know we don't give you like i i think we 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 serve to both entertain and educate so mm-hmm. i think we i think we got it down yeah pretty much you know it's always a learning and we always grow and get better and better and that's what i love about our show too as well because both me and you never want to rest on our laurels or any of that. You know, we never want to sit back and be like, oh, that last week of fire. It's always like, you know, once again, rest in peace to my brother, Combat Jack. You know, we would do a fire interview on that show, legendary-ish. And all you ever think about is, what's the next week? What's what are you going to do next week? Yeah, what, what's more fire? How do you raise the bar on what you did before? 
So, you know, that's what we keep doing here. And you know what else we keep going, uh, doing, doing, going, doing, doing, zipping in and zooming it, zipping and zooming it is <laughs> the guac is extra, the equally asked question, where we answer any and all questions, or not all, but most questions from our listeners. Hit us up, contact at forallnerds.com, or hit us on the Twitters, the Instagrams, at forallnerds. And if you're one of the few, the proud, the many, the family, the fan fam, at patreon.com slash forallnerds, you can ask pretty much anything. You know what I mean? Then you can just ask anything. I never commented on how you stole the Marines tagline, but okay. I mean, I steal everybody's tagline. You know, it's, it's called, it's, we call it sampling over here, okay? We don't sampling, call it stealing. Bad, you know, this is in a hip hop way. Okay. So, gotcha. what's the first question we have up tonight? Gotcha. So, the first one comes from Harley <laughs> underscore Quinn 79. They write, I love you, peeps. Love you too, Harley Quinn. Mm hmm. I hope you opt to cover more sci fi shows like you did Lovecraft. Mm. Having that brown viewpoint in sci fi was amazing. And I would love to hear y'all collective thoughts on Mandalorian and Star Trek Discovery. Any plans to cover more shows like these? <laughs> okay, right now, it's, it's kind of tight on time. Um, yes. We, we, we're, we, we keep saying it, and I know y'all hate hearing it when people are like, yo, I got this special secret top Uber mm. science uh, you know, project and I can't say shit, but it's facts. Facts. We do have some a lot of shit going on. Several. We cannot say anything yet. So, so... I, we don't, and another thing, we don't want to commit, and especially don't mm. want to say stuff that we're we're not even sure it's gonna happen. Yeah. If we say it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Okay, at least once it's gonna happen. So, um, we will we will keep that in mind. Absolutely. Um, another way you can also help is um hit up the 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 publishers or the the people who do this stuff and be like, yo, can y'all pay for our nerd, sh- nerd show to cover y'all? Hit up so for for the for the Disney's for the Mandalorians for the CBS Paramount for the Star Trek Discoveries be like yo y'all need some more brown rep- brown and black representation I have the perfect people who can do it for you I can make some room for some coin okay okay so you know we, we, we'll see we will see I will say but but as far as are we gonna do this type of coverage again absolutely I oh, can yeah. say that without a doubt. As far as collected thoughts, just real quick, just to say on Mandalorian Star Trek Discovery, I fucks with Star Trek Discovery heavy. Top mm-hmm. three Star Trek series. Mm, Top easily. three. Don't fucking at me to the contrary. Top three. Easily. And I've easily. Been, I'm I'm behind as fuck, and I'm not a big catch, Star Trek catch head. Catch up, my guy. In fact, I, know. I gotta go. I'm gonna I'm gonna catch up. Oh, I've already caught up. Caught up last night. I'm about to cancel this subscription and you know find some <laughs> other means to. Because I'm on a free trial. I'm just yeah. going to cancel the subscription to find some other means to get it. You know, but my point is, top three Star Trek Discovery is my shit. I could talk about that shit all day. Mm, I all definitely day. could. And um, y'all know how I feel about Star Wars. I yes. actually just started watching Rebels. I finished Clone Wars a while ago. I started on Rebels, and oh my God, it's so fire. I was like, why didn't I start on Well, that's why I didn't start on it, because I'm so happy I saved it. But Mandalorian. Yeah, I mean, busy, busy, man. Yeah, and Mandalorian. Busy, busy, busy. Like, we got, I mean, I know this is, I know that's another thing. People may say, well, y- what y'all mean y'all busy? This y'all job. Facts. We also got mad other jobs. Mad jobs, fam. Mad jobs. I got mad jobs, and I still have a full-time job. So I- I'm doing the most. Yeah. Um, And then Mandalorian. Let's talk about our collective thoughts of Mandalorian, sir. Um. Oh. 
<laughs> Episode three specifically. I mean, they said my girl's name, you know, Ahsoka Tano. Like Ahsoka. When she when they said that, I flipped out my chair and then as as I was getting up off the floor, I was like, I know Ben I means in outer space right now. Outer space, because like you still haven't gotten into Clone Wars yet and just I mean, like I say, the the development of her character through Clone Wars and now I'm seeing her in Rebels is so ill. And so to see where she's at now in Mandalorian, which takes place after both of those series, and to see a live action version of her, it's just gonna be too much for me. I mean, to see the Mandalorians from, you know, Clone Wars, to see Boca Tano, like I mean I no not Bo-Katan. Boca Tan. Boca yeah, Boca Tan, mm-hmm. like because like, Shorty is a, such a bad ass in the Clone Wars, right? And it's the uh-huh. same actress doing her voice that's doing yes. that's playing her in real life mm-hmm. on Mandalorian. And mm-hmm. she's still such a badass on so it was like it was perfect because she is like it's her, Ahsoka, and Rex, uh Commander Rex, who are my favorite characters from Clone Wars, easily. And Darth Maul. Cause they they did the illest shit with Darth Maul in Clone Wars. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to see Boca like in right there, you know, and in the whole and how they're breaking down because that was always a big mystery since Mandalorian started. It's this whole why is this is the way? Why doesn't he take off his mm-hmm. helmet when Boca and them been taking off their helmets? They when took it off easy, easy. And and on Mandalore there was this whole world where they were a pacifist at one point, you know. And so it's like, how did all this fit in? And to yeah. find out that he's been raised by this extreme cult that's on the side, and they're looking at him like, "Oh, you they're one of these at him nerds? Like, you, you moving kind of funny, my guy." Yeah, like, "Oh, you one of them?" Which, which, is, which is incredible, <laughs> especially for someone um, like me that's still learning a lot of the Star Star Wars lore. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, I really thought that I thought I thought um, our guy Jin Jarn, the way was the way. No, like, I, I didn't realize that his way w- was was the left way. Like, it's been I, a, it's been a mystery since the show started. You know, like why is he like this, and why is everyone around him like this? When we've seen and and the Mandalorians, their history is so convoluted because before Disney bought them, they had a different history, and then after Disney and the Clone Wars, even the Clone Wars started like contradicting itself until they fixed it, you know, until they fixed it later on. And so it, it pretty much is all making sense. And then what they said in Mandalorian really made sense. But then it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Ah. No, I yeah. loved it. I absolutely, because first of all, episode three was bomb. Bomb. Um, I, I loved every part of it. And, and again, same with you. I My favorite was just the whole the whole uh, mix-up, not mix-up, but the whole integration of the other Mando, the Mandalorians. Like, yes. That, I mean, the badassery was on tilt. The, the, like, it's like, like, if you don't understand, if you see a Mandalorian, you're probably already dead, bro. Like, you don't have time. Like, them, them niggas is one-stop shop war machines. Now, explain something to me, right? Um, your girl, the wrestler, Sha- Sasha Banks, right? Sasha Banks. Mercedes Renato is her real name. She, she played Cosca Reeves. Yes, but so Costa Reeves also shows up in the hood early on in the episode. Yes, she, okay. she's early in the episode. Like you see her, she's like looking, and then like people pass by and she's gone. Yep. That's 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 um that's, that's so wild because she's looking like all Jedi out in that scene. And and that was and you know what? What's funny is that's the same scene they put in the trailer, the very yep. the very last trailer that they mm-hmm. showed for Mando before it came out. Yep. For for the new series, the season dropped, yep. and I think that was that was the red herring they wanted to give you or the misdirection. Yeah, the misdirection. Because yep. I was like, oh shit! I thought, yeah, I dead uh, yeah, I remember you. Were, yeah, I remember you were tweeting about it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So. But but also, you never know. Some some wild shit could happen. And they flip Later it off on. again. But but also, I was 
even though I'm not as deep into Clone Wars and stuff as you are quite yet, mm-hmm. I still flipped out when I saw bo hand because, you know, I've still seen the pictures and, and read enough of the story. So she looks oh. exactly like she looks in Clone Exactly. Exactly. Down to the insignia on the helmet and all that, the colors, the, the, the hair. The headpiece. Yes, the headpiece. everything. But the other reason why I flipped out, because I didn't realize, because I didn't know until after the fact, but that she was voiced by Katie Sackhoff. Yes. Katie Sackhoff is Starbuck on Battlestar Galactica, the the, the, the one from the 2000s. Ah. That's why I I knew out. I knew her name. Yes, yes. I saw her and I said, oh, shit, that's Starbuck. Starbuck. That's Starbuck. Like, because I'm oh, a so huge... Oh, so of course they would have her because she's yes. a badass real-life actress as well doing yes. voice. Yes, okay. and that's why I flipped oh, the man. most. Because I was like, yo, that's, 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 yeah. that's Starbuck. That's, that's Battlestar Galactica. You have got to watch Clone Wars. Like, I, no, I will, I will, I will. Even but, if you just watch the Mandalore episodes, you know, to get started. No, no, I'm going to watch the whole motherfucker because yeah. you, you got to be in it to win it. So you got to be I'm, in I'm, it, and it's I'm a mind-blowing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a huge, the 2000s version, to be clear, Battlestar Galactica's a fan, so I, I was like, this is amazing. But anyway, that's how we feel about, in a nutshell... <laughs> There's a short little breakdown of Mandalorian. Short you know, breakdown. Some gave, Easter eggs and all that. A, yeah, it gave you a recap of season, <laughs> episode three. But that's um, also, let me answer that. Uh, to answer yeah. that question, it's like you said, it takes a lot of work to do stuff like Lovecraft Country, to Very, do, you I know, was, to do Safe Negro Pod. That was a labor of love and a lot of work. And I loved doing it. Don't get me wrong. It's one of my favorite things to do. But, oh, my God, it took a lot of work. And like you said, we have a lot of things going on in the background right now that we just cannot talk about. But you will actually hear about probably very soon. I would say in the next week or two at most. So things will be heard about. And then you will understand why we, you know, and think we were doing Safe Negro Pod while we were doing this, too. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, but thank you for the question. Excellent question. Mm-hmm. The next and last question it says, hey, fam, sorry in advance for the newbie AKAs. That's true. On Insta, I go by the not-so-dark lord. <laughs> that's that's funny. The, it's cute. The yep. not-so-dark lord, a.k.a. Pariah Carey. I don't... Instead of Mariah Carey. Oh, I mean, that works because Carey is a pariah. Oh, that, that, that double one? Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. smart AKAs. I like it. Yeah, that's pretty fire. Uh, and the next one, oh, this is good. AKA 8 Miles Morales. <laughs> that. I can't believe. Yo, I, I can't believe can't, I never thought of that. Yeah, I can't believe. Because <laughs> it's like so obvious, but it's yeah. also so clever. Yeah. Very good. Very, very good. Those, good. Th- those are actually, those are actually pretty top shelf AKAs. So, yes. But good job. All right. Uh, the, the question goes, first, thank you for the show. It's one of my favorite podcasts. I look forward every week for all of the awesome interviews, discussions, and had a blast listening to the Safe Negro pod. Yay. Thank you. Uh, the question is about the upcoming Zelda Age of Calamity dropping this Friday. I was wondering if y'all ever played the Legend of Zelda games. Seriously? Okay. If so, what's your favorite? <laughs> Didn't you see me falling no, off? Did you see me fall off? The fl- <laughs> well, we'll get to that in a second. If so, what's your favorite? <laughs> Have you played Breath of the Wild and are you excited for the prequel Have to I? come out? <laughs> Has he? What things are you hoping to see in the game? If not, are there any RPGs from the same vein you feel particularly attached to? Thanks again for all you do for the fan fam. Stay safe and sane. Dr. Anthony. I don't want to say your whole name because I don't know if you want to. I'm just going to say Dr. Anthony. Yeah, there we go. Yep. Yeah. Dr. A. That's it. That, no, Anthony, I mean, there's a million Anthony's in the world, but Facts. I'm going to leave it there. You know who you are because I don't want to yep. put, your, put your shit on blast. Anyway. Facts. Uh, 
Yes. We, we, <laughs> we are very familiar with the Legend of Zelda games. We've been playing them. Well, I've been playing them all my life, but I mean, I assume no. I've been playing them all. No, I, I haven't. I, I played haven't? like the originals, you know, the old, I mean, old school, you know what I mean? Like the first joint ever. Well, when I was playing Zelda, it was like GameCube. Yeah, so. I was like first joint ever. Then I played like the, you know, the few after that. But like when they modernized it, I was not playing like uh, Oracle Time, uh, you ain't play um what's the one with the moon? Um, no, I know, and I yeah, the dark moon, Majora's moon or whatever. Majora's yeah, mask. yeah, Majora's mask. Nope. And I know it's I know those are all fire. I know like or you ain't play the Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time. I know that okay. shit is fire. Yeah, no, no. I I got back on it with Breath of the Wild, and that is why you saw me falling off mountains <laughs> this, as soon as this he... <laughs> this man. This is why it's so fun watching man. I mean, play on Twitch, and you, I'm telling you, he's gonna do it every time in every game somehow, some way. He did the same thing with the. Same thing. I don't know how, and it's not like it's some hard shit where it's like some boss on his ass or something. <laughs> he just be st- like nothing, be a bird, and nothing's happening, bro. And man's falls off the board. Like in- anyone, who, the anyone, anyone who's played Breath of the Wild knows the scene because at the very beginning, when you come out of the cave, yes, you're on a mountain, and, and you're on a mountain. Die. It's the I mountain. ran right off the cliff immediately. <laughs> like the event. But it's not like it's secret, like, oh, maybe this is just it. You know, you know how sometimes games like put you on the edge and stuff, and you're not sure. You I mean, I wasn't sure. The vision of the valley. You're uh, yes, you can. High up. And there's a way to go to the right that you can easily see. So but no. I guess Ben I mean thought the, the path wasn't there. He could just slide I don't down know, the air walk down to the valley. <laughs> and man's fell off, like open turn on the game, fell off, died. Immediately. Immediately. So, Immediately. And then, like, in Avengers, he fell off the board. on the, He fell off the Golden Gate Bridge or whatever the fuck they Immediately. Were. Several so, times. So, anyway. Uh, yes, we've played this. Very familiar with, with Legend of Zelda games. My very first Zelda game was Wind Waker. Was, that wasn't the first. But the one that I liked the most, rather. Sorry. The mm-hmm. one I liked the most was Wind Waker. Um, uh, that was the one that was the one that it, it, was con- it was contentious because half the people hated that it was cel-shaded and so cute. Mm. The other people were like me and were open-minded and, and, and got with it. But also, um, understandably, a lot of people hated Navi. Whatever. Uh, that's the little the fairy that kept saying, "Hey, hey, hey." Oh, hey, I've seen hey, I've seen it in memes hey, and stuff. Yeah. Hey. So heard. I know. Annoying, but still fun. Um, what was the one that was on the Wii? Um, uh, 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 I don't know why I'm missing it. Zelda Wii. Uh, uh, Got to think about it. Uh, Twilight Princess. There it is. Twilight Princess also was my shit. Um, that's because the Wii was just an innovative system, uh, and, and it was fun. Um, and also obviously Breath of the Wild, my, my absolute favorite. Yeah. Easily. Easily. Breath of the Wild. I still haven't finished it. I'm now that I'm set up up here, I'm about to bring the switch up here and get a pro controller. Cause I need the pro to, uh, handle them, the big bosses and shit. I only use the pro controller. Yeah. I I, I have two, like just in case the first. Yeah. I'm, 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 I didn't know. Cause Like, like. Unless you're playing like a real simple ass game or a yeah. game like like that jump rope game where you have to have the two um what are they sticks or I, I don't know the joy cons the joy cons mm-hmm. um I just prefer Pro. an actual yeah. controller control yeah. yeah and playing Zelda is mad hard with that even when you're using oh, it mad hard. when you're using it even with the little fake controller it's so hard just like yeah. shield and all that no way so like, I don't know I'm, technically yeah. all the same buttons are there but it's just no. No, so once I get me a real controller, I'll get back to it. As far as other RPGs, um, I thoroughly enjoyed the latest Strata War. That was the first one of those I'd like played all the way through. I'd played all of them, but I'd never played one just straight through. And I thought it was such a beautiful, dope story. 
And then I guess it doesn't really count in the same way, but pretty much all games are open world RPGs and Spider-Man, you know, is why I bought a PlayStation 5. Like, was the last Spider-Man in the story. Like, that shit is one of the most... The story in that game is just so great. It had me crying and tears at the end of it, like, bawling out. And, you know, I can't wait to play Miles just for that because, I, yeah. yeah, those dudes on that. Insomniac killed it with that story. Yeah. And I also, when I think about it, I don't know. I don't remember if Navi was in uh, Twilight Princess, but... I'm not Twilight Princess. It was, was, I don't remember if Navi was in um, Wind Waker, but the fact is Navi was mad annoying so i get it uh and then to benamine's point the last thing um any rpgs in it that i feel particularly attached to just period all final fantasies all final fantasies come fuck with me um golden <sighs> sun also golden sun is a classic game boy game golden sun uh there's a classic east it, it's spelled the y but it's pronounced east it was uh it was a japanese joint that was released um for turbo graphics and it was mm. ill as fuck, and I love that joint. Um, it was hardcore Japanese, though, like a straight up Japanese. Oh, like like Chrono Chrono Cross. Fucks with yeah, Chrono it's like Cross, it's like one of them. It's one of those. It's in that same vein. Look it up. Uh, y S East. I think I'm sure they've had mad sequels and stuff. I don't know. Whatever the one was for Turbo Graphics was the one that I fucked with. But that joint was ill, and you know, mad difficult. But mm. I beat the shit out of it, of course. Um. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I had to. Um, uh, I, did, I had like no other games. <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah, you better beat this. Hey, you do what you need to do. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's it for Guac. Thank okay. you, everyone, very much for your questions. If mm-hmm. you want to ask us about RPGs and gaming, or you want to talk about the Mandalorian, you want to talk about comics, or you want to talk about who to hit up to give us some money, ask away. You can mm-hmm. email us contact at foralnerds if you want some privacy, or you just have a longer question, or if that's just your jam. Go for it. Otherwise, you can hit us up on the interwebs at For All Nerds on all socials. And to our very special paid fan fam, if you are on the Patreon, if you're on a special tier there, you get a guaranteed guac question all the time, no matter what. Patreon.com slash For All Nerds. Mm-hmm. And I mean, really, if you're on Patreon at all, just hit us up. Yeah, you know, at we're, this point. <laughs> we're, we're, we're probably going to answer your question, dog. You know, it's not that deep. Like, if you just be like, yo, you know, I spend $2 a month. Here's a question. We got you. Fan Pro!